Welcome back to episode 4, number 4 of the Fight Podcast. Uh, you, you know, this is where we do combat sports and culture. Uh, I am your host, the Afro-Latino here, uh, Sergio Vicente. And uh, to this week, I am joined, uh, as always, my boy, Bryson Brownlee. Say what's up to everybody. What's up, everybody? How's everybody doing today? And uh, my, I'm also joined today by my boy. Uh, he is the host of a really dope Chicago sports podcast um, called No Catch-Up. I'll let him introduce himself, but here it is, my boy boy Sean Little what up bro what's happening what's happening first off Serge thank you for having me I, it was a long trip to get here you know what I'm saying uh, yeah like what is it like six, it's like, uh, like, ten, like 10 floors, ten floors or something <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah I appreciate you having me excited to uh talk the fights man oh absolutely man um Sean real quick man uh just uh a little bit more man tell everybody a little bit about yourself yeah um, and a uh, uh, little bit also about your podcast yeah for sure Chicago kid man me and Serge both went to Evanston so we go way back um yes, man I started a podcast about 10 months ago it's called No Catch Up Chicago yeah super dope show um I was on an episode talking about the last uh Canelo Triple G fight. yep 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 so I mean yeah we talk everything from Chicago culture to Chicago sports twice a week iTunes SoundCloud YouTube anywhere you can catch podcasts we're on there No Catch Up Chicago man check us out yeah man it's a super dope show man but bro thank you so much for showing of up of course yeah uh, I'm excited B-Man, how you feeling, man? How was your week going? It's great. Uh, had, a, had a rough couple weeks. Uh, unfortunately, my college roommate passed away a couple weeks ago, Damn. so it was a rough weekend. But uh, it was good catching up with a lot of college friends. Got to catch a, a couple good fights this weekend, which kind of, for me at least, makes me feel a little better. I don't have a cluster headache this week. I don't need a nap. I'm feeling good. I'm ready to talk some fights. Man, just start the show off with a bummer. So. That's what it was going on. Nah, it's all good, bro. And talking fights, it's always something to kind of look forward to for me. Absolutely, man. Way, I appreciate you as always. Uh, We have so much to get into this week. It's nuts. Um, This past weekend, there were so many crazy fights. I mean, we had everything from the UFC. We had a huge heavyweight title fight. Uh, And we had uh, the return of one of the greatest kickboxers of all time, Bardahari. So uh, we're going to try to get into as much of that and a whole lot more. Um, But just to kick it off, man, um, did you guys watch that uh, Wilder Ortiz fight, man? Yes, I did. Uh, I got to catch it at a boy's, uh, one of my boy's uh, housewarming parties. Nobody was tuned to it, but he had TV. I said, yo, you got Showtime? Nobody listened. I said, I'm turning this on. Can y'all please get out the way? Girls <laughs> dancing and jumping. And uh, I was Everyone's impressed. over here trying to get their boogie on. Oh, You're yeah, over here trying to watch on. the fights. They were on it, but I'm like, I'm here, man. But people know that's me. Oh, absolutely. So uh, I was impressed, though. Ortiz showed me, showed me something. You've been talking about him for a while. Hadn't seen too much of him, mm-hmm. but I mean, he was in it the entire time, moving, popping him, you know. But He was uh, doing his thing. I mean, Ortiz is one of those guys that... He's record-wise was twenty and zero, but he comes from this this amateur Cuban background. He's had over three hundred, close to four hundred amateur fights. So he's one of those guys that's the most polished out of any heavyweight out there. Granted, he also might be seventy-five, but uh, you know it is what it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, just to kind of piggyback yeah. off what you were saying. To be honest, I'm a fight guy. 
I'm not huge into the heavyweights. Right, right. And well, heavyweights have been trash right, for a minute. Heavyweights have been sus for a while now. Yeah. Wilder and Joshua are kind of the only big two guys. Klitschko and those guys are kind of getting older, falling oh, off. Oh, yeah, they're, they're done. Yeah. yeah. So, to be honest, it's Saturday. I'm kicking it, and it kind of snuck up on me. Yeah. One yeah. of my guys had mentioned, like, yo, Wilder fights tonight. And then I was like, all right, because, you know, first thing you think of is big fight pay-per-views. Like, right. all right, well, I, I'm not, I got to go find somewhere to find it, whatever. Yo, and they By were the like, way, really quick, Showtime has been killing it. Yeah. Their cards. I mean, all they're, they're free cards, you know, as long as you have Showtime. And if anything, everybody knows somebody who has yeah, Showtime. Get, this, get but, somebody's login. Right, right. So. so, yeah, Showtime, man, kudos to you guys because uh, the show has been great. But, yeah, go ahead, man. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. that was kind of the first thing I thought was pay-per-view. Okay, it's not pay-per-view. I'm like, okay, bet. Like, right. someone's got pay- someone's got HBO Showtime. It's on Showtime. I'm like, all right, let's find a spot. Let's check it out. So I was like, yo, man, instead of going out, spending some money or going for an expensive dinner, let's go kick it with the boys and watch the fight. That's a no-brainer. Yeah. Um, I was extremely impressed by Ortiz. Yeah. Um, I've watched Wilder a few times. We could get way, way into it. I'm sure you're going to lead the way here, Serge. But oh, yeah. I was very impressed. A lot to unpack. No doubt. Now, I always love when people start talking about fights and they're like, oh, man, I was so impressed by this guy. You got we're, we're, we're impressed by the guy who got knocked out. And granted, as great as Ortiz is, and yes, he looked fantastic. He lost the fight. Yeah. And not only did he lose the fight, he lost the fight emphatically. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a weird Triple G Canelo decision. We know what happened. We all saw what happened. I think people aren't giving Wilder the credit he deserves, man. Well, this is... Hold on, my fault. Let me jump in there real quick. This is the thing of why I say impressed. I didn't know Ortiz's name last week. And I've been hearing Wilder for years now. He's such a monster. Mm -hmm. He destroys everybody he sees. And then a guy I've never heard of, honestly, he shows up. I watch the fight. And he's keeping up with this cat. That's what I mean when I say impressed. And I think that kind of speaks to, in in an indirect way, the respect that we are giving Wilder, too. Mm. He's so good that this guy just got knocked out. We're saying you look good, but you still got knocked out by the much better... To, uh, you know, to fight fans, right. to fight world, the the heavy, not the heavyweight, but the uh, the favorite. So uh, yeah, yeah, you know. and everybody knows that like this pretty much is going on with the heavyweight division is almost like tournament style. You have uh, Wilder versus Ortiz, and you, we had uh, Joshua versus Parker. Um, one thing that I find really interesting also is that uh, granted, uh, uh, Ortiz and Parker, people looking at them as dark horses. Man, both of these dudes are crazy skillful. So if you haven't had opportunity to check them out yet uh you absolutely should um and as great as joshua is yo he has more than his hands full of parker so and i also think ortiz and parker and those guys are just guys that you don't want to fight no like, you know how you want you see the Tough, preview man. it's not like i didn't watch any like 24 7 or fight all access or anything like that but you could tell by they the only thing I saw about Ortiz was they they showed him and his family right his right. background and I'm like dude I don't want nothing to do with this cat kind of like when I saw Maidana when he was fighting Mayweather oh, Mayweather yeah. Maidana won and I'm looking at this all access on HBO and I'm like this is not one of those cats 
He's not he's not fucking around, bro. Well, usually, I'm going to be honest with you. Usually, you don't want any smoke with somebody who tattooed a gun on themselves. <laughs> I don't know, man. Something about that dude. You know what I'm saying? There's a handful of dudes yeah. that I've seen that have that on. Usually, you don't want smoke with those type of cats. Uh, um, so. That, I just fight for my family, and I'm here, and they talk about Ortiz being kidnapped. And he, yeah. You're yeah. not trying to get no fist fat with those dudes. Man. They don't care about anything. No. They don't care about the publicity. They don't care about being famous. They don't care about what they look like. Nope. They in there to scrap. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Blank. And honestly, uh, he his daughter, his daughter has some rare like skin disease. So that's why he fights. But to go back on Wilder, that's actually the reason that he started fighting also. He had a young daughter. She had a, some sort of illness. And she had, he had to make sure that he started fighting specifically right. to pay for her bills. So this fight was really two really, really similar guys um, doing their thing. The fight itself was compelling to say the least. It was entertaining. To me, yo, it was one of the best heavyweight fights ever. What do you guys think about like in this in the rankings wise of like best fights like heavyweights ever? This fight's up there. Last year's fight with Klitschko and Joshua's up there. Yeah, I mean, right. we have uh, you know, like uh, it's a bunch of Holyfield fights. Is yeah, man, you can you go know. back. Yeah, you, yeah the Holyfield, Lennox Lewis, you could talk. Yeah. I mean, you could go back to Ali. Frazier, you can do yeah, all types yeah. of stuff. But man. this yeah, fight, if we we're talking about, yeah, there's a ton of them. Yeah. But when you're looking at, like, with the stakes are at, the, at its highest, both guys get hurt. You know, these are the fights that we'd love watching. So, um, in your rankings, man, what do you have? Hey. Have you, you seen a better heavyweight fight? You know fight? how it is with... What have you done for me lately? Right. Kind of thing where that's kind of in my mind right now. So that's got to be top three for me. Okay. Especially with yeah. the fact that we didn't know who Ortiz was. People that knew that know boxing and watch it all the time know who he was. But Absolutely. To the Absolutely. fight fans that were watching it that night, like you said, getting together with your boys. The casual fans. They were just the, like, the, the, yeah. all right, this, yeah. is, this is. Because everybody, I mean, the people who know, like, knew that this guy has the skills. And again, I've said it before. I think that if Joshua fought Ortiz, I could absolutely see Ortiz knocking him out. Joshua has zero head movement. And when you have zero head <laughs> movement with guys as versatile as Wilder and Ortiz, you lose. So, um, okay, rank, so scale of one to so scale of one to five. Five being a dope, you know, one being trash. What do you have it? No, one, I'm gonna I'm gonna have four. I, I uh it went the full distance, and they were just going back and forth the entire time. That's a five. But well, they got it done. So, uh, and it was right. he was the favorite. Okay. How about you? Out of five, ranking the fight yes. out of five. It's a it's like a three point eight four. Yeah. It's like a strong yeah. four. I think it was a really good fight. Okay. Don't get me wrong. Um. The technical side, for it to be like those Ali fights and those Lennox Lewis and Vander Holyfield fights are technical guys throwing heavy weight shots. It's there there's not a lot of structure when I see Wilder. If you know what I mean. Oh no, I don't, man. Okay. That, well, okay. I hate hearing people say that. Okay, yeah. So oh my god. That that's my that's my opinion. I think I, I know it's cool and I love it too. It's it's a lot of it's it's not as technical as I would like to see it. Like I don't think that fight was better than Klitschko Joshua. Still very good. I think it's close. I think those two are close. That and Klitschko Joshua fight was unreal. That was crazy. Yeah. And I don't think it was as good as that one. Mm-hmm. 
Um, because if you really want, because I know you're, I know what you're gonna go back to with the Wilder. Wilder was getting beat up a vast majority of this fight. Oh, he was losing the fight. Do you know what In I'm saying? In my opinion, I had, so him, like, I had him down by a round. To be completely yeah. honest, the fight wasn't all that interesting. The okay. first five or six rounds, it got a little interesting when Wilder got hurt, and then it started picking up. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, I know this is not heavily, but like Mickey Ward, Gotti, like but we those can't are. Compare I know that's true. Yeah, we can't but I'm saying, true, yeah. true, true, true. But like, those are front to back. Right. Hands flowing the whole way. But technical. It, it, that's what in and makes, out moving. You know that's what, I mean? what makes heavyweight boxing so compelling. Those other guys, you can throw combinations. You can do all this other stuff, and you're not going to go down with one shot. With these guys, one shot puts you out. So the fact that they're sitting here getting hit with these flush shots from a 240-pound dude is incredible. They're, they're, and the th- one thing that I was so impressed by Wilder was one that he took a beating. Round yeah. seven? When, yo. When he I didn't know. Corner, oh, he yeah. He defeated. He was done. Yo. He was no, finished. Oh, I don't. I, he, he was done, bro. The bell, the bell came in handy. The, oh, yeah. The bell you helped him on that You 20 more yeah. seconds on that? Oh, I, he would have absolutely been he done. He shook his head. Yeah. Like, absolutely been done. Like, All right. But again, he won the fight. You guys were like, oh, he got beat up and all this stuff. And again, he, was, he did his thing. But at the same time, he didn't hit the ground one time. Ortiz got dropped th- three times. No, nah, I'm not. I'm not even again. I'm. I'm on your side with it. I'm just pointing mm-hmm. out how tough he is. I'm giving him props because he went to the corner. Man, and he you guys like, got right, a roundabout way of saying giving dudes props. I'm saying like, <laughs> no. I'm saying I feel you, I feel he you. didn't dominate the fight. No, but the no. fact is, he took the dude's best shots and went kept to the corner, coming. composed himself after getting beat up in a round. You know, all all the best fighters in the world, they gotta go through some adversity at some point in their career to say they got. They got that killer instinct. And he came back out that next round and went at it. Went right. at his ass. You know? No, yeah, so that's, that's what I'm saying. I'm giving him more props. This okay. is this is I why see another side of him that yeah, I seen before. This is what you you think I'm a wilder hater. Absolutely. But I come <laughs> up, the, the the thing for me, when you talk about big time fighters mm-hmm. and them being number one contenders Absolutely. and they're the best heavyweight mm-hmm. in the world and we're starting to talk about is that the best heavyweight fight you ever seen he's supposed to be white mopping the floor with cats like Ortiz why, why, why would he no no why would he mop the floor with guys like Ortiz if Ortiz again well, you need those type of great fighters then we have you know eras like Mike Tyson's era when you have nobody what, do you want an era like that? Or we have an era with six legitimate guys that you, again, there are should be long, drag them out fights. That's can how you, you create legends. Can you name three fighters that Ortiz has fought? That Ortiz has fought? Yes. Yeah. Can, um, na- give me three. The three fighters. Look. Oh, man. I'm high as shit right now. I'm not even going to lie. I'm high as shit right now. But Sergio will find You feel me? Yeah, yeah. But what I mean is that. Okay, better question. Name three fighters. Anthony Joshua's fought. Uh-oh. Yeah, I mean, oh, Klitschko. <laughs> okay, throw him away. I mean, Name three fighters aside from Klitschko. Klitschko, kind of. I, I mean, that's a... Klitschko's yeah. been washed no, no, for no. years. And that's a very good well, point. Yeah. And like I said, yeah. I'm not huge into the heavyweights, but yeah. what I'm saying is that when we talk about Wilder, 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 yeah. he knocks everybody out, and then for him to show up in a spot like that... And knock and, the guy and, out? And... 
He's thirty nine. He's so, forty. No. Okay. Thirty nine knockouts. So like, you understand what I'm saying? So I know. I get if what you're saying. If if you got to look at the whole body of work in that right. fight, I mean, right. there's no doubt boxing. He can come up, and any shot can take you out. Right. right. Of course. Right. I get that. But I'm looking at the whole mm-hmm. the whole body of the fight. Yes. So I, I wasn't impressed. This, this How about is, that? So this is going to be my 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 argument for that that point. Wilder does not do well against southpaws. The only other time he's been clipped and hurt in a fight was also against a southpaw. So, with that being said, you gave him the best southpaw in the world, which was Ortiz. Obviously, he's going to struggle. So, for somebody who is and there, and again, nobody in the heavyweight division has a better jab than Deontay Wilder. Nobody in the heavyweight division has a better straight right hand than Deontay Wilder. So when we're saying that he's not technical, you know what I'm saying? He gets, te- he gets like wild and stuff like that after he has guys hurt. Yeah. But when you're looking at it, when he's actually in the fight, his feet, and granted, my, my, um, my critique of Wilder is always that he's off balance. He's been getting better with that, and he was even better with that this fight than I thought he would be. But if he continues working on that specific skill set and his balance, which is, again, from fight to fight to fight, has gotten better and better, we cannot continue saying that he's not a technical fighter. We look at the knockouts and stuff when he's, like, flailing around and shit, yeah. But he's only doing that when he's actually, you know, now... Can he throw? Would I like to see him throw more uppercuts? I think he has a really dangerous uppercut that he doesn't utilize enough. Yes. He has a reach for it. He, he, closed, reach he for closed Ortiz with that uppercut. He did. Yeah. And, he, <laughs> and he closed to Vern with that uppercut. Yeah. Oh, that was nice. You know what I mean? Uh, like, uh, he uh, utilizes it when he has guys hurt. I would like to see him utilize it more um, in the heat of battle. Well, well can I ask? Does the uppercut, yeah. does that lead you. Uh, Susceptible to getting hit or countered because you're it, it, no. I, it, it, I mean, as long as you mean not any more than any other shot. Yeah, you know, you're always gonna have one hand is away, one hand is not. So, um, another thing that I liked to see from Wilder was when he was hurt. Most guys, and this is the reason he didn't get knocked out. Yeah, 20 more seconds. But one thing he did was that he grabs, he pulls in, he smothered Ortiz's punches. Guys who aren't as composed go backwards. If you go backwards, try to move your head out the way, that's when you end up getting knocked out. Wilder had the presence of mind to smother Ortiz to get as close as possible. To, to that, that's a vet, man. That's a veteran yeah, move. He was holding on for a That's life. a champion. Yeah, no doubt. You know, so again, that was great. Moving on just because we have so much to get into. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was great. UFC 222. Um, man, Brian Ortega versus Frankie Edgar, man. Um, I love Frankie Edgar. I'm a Frankie guy. You know, I, I am too. You know, yeah, yeah man. I, I love and I and I and I'm I'm high on Ortega. Yeah. I've been we've all been high. We've talked about it a lot, you know, uh, off the air and stuff. Ortega's the man. Um, we, we but picked, we picked Frankie. We picked Frankie. Yeah. We picked Frankie because you know what, man? I I, I didn't think he was gonna get hit with that uppercut, that Francis Ngannou <laughs> uppercut, man. He pulled that uppercut back so far, and I mean, he lifted Buddy off his feet, man. What do you guys think about uh, Ortega? And um, do you think it was more Ortega's time, or is it more so Frankie Edgar, like Father Time, finally gave him that little soft touch on the shoulder? I think it's more Ortega's time. I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna give him that. I'm gonna give him that just because Frankie came out and looked good. He did. He looked good. He did. He went for that double, got cinched up in that guillotine. Anybody else in the featherweight division 
he can take him down and get out of it. Absolutely. You hear the entire crowd. As soon as he got in yeah. that, uh, that GT, the <laughs> whole crowd said, ooh. ooh yeah. like, everybody's starting to know that, man, that, yeah. dude's, that dude's submission game is as... It's as scary as Francis Ngannou's power. Yeah, it's one of those things that you look at, and you always have to like, keep that like in mind and into account. But yeah, yeah, go ahead. So what do you think? So you do you think no, it's more so it's his time? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I do think that because I've never seen Frankie timid in a fight where he comes. He you know he does oh, his yeah. little combo. He yep. sets up his takedown. He goes. He shoots. He goes one hundred percent. He went after that guillotine. He went. 60% he did I've never seen him yeah. like that and honestly being timid might have been the reason why he got clipped with those elbows saying. exactly yeah, exactly. yeah. Uh, Sean what you got man what you think Did you? were you able to check that I'm fight not, out I didn't see that fight okay. but the timidness that's for sure partly that things that stuff like that starts to creep in your mind when you're a little older I can see that yeah and when you're looking at someone across from you that like this is a bad man there's no other there's no other reason to be timid about anything and that's when that that self-doubt creeps in when you you know you got a handful across from you absolutely yeah. go, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, yeah, go ahead. one more thing to that too, I know you're gonna have something good I thought it was real interesting too they all weigh in at 145 Frankie's going up against some big dudes yes I mean and he was the 55 champ he didn't look that much smaller but in the cage Yo. he looked like a 185 or against Frank. he looked huge I'm, I was actually just about to take uh, yeah I was just about to talk about yeah. that um Ortega's size was so apparent in this fight. He was, I mean, it looked like a different weight class. Um, Now, you were talking about Max Holloway. Like, for instance, what's going to be the future for Ortega? Obviously, he already got the title shot. He's going to, I think they're trying to make it for International Fight Week, which is in July. Which would be so sick. Dude, that card? Oh, hell yeah, we're going to try to go. I got a boy that lives out there, so, you know. Even better. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to make that happen. He wants to be on the show. But anyway. Yeah, well, (laughs) We'll see about that. If you live in Vegas, I ain't got to deal with that. (laughs) I'm in Chicago. I'm chilling. Um... If he fights, uh, what do you guys think is if he, if he ends up fighting the champ Max Holloway? Which remember, he's not bigger than Max. No, no. He that's one thing. Yeah, but Max, I don't think Max has fought a dude as lengthy as him either. I still give it to Max. Right. I'm gonna give yeah, it to Max. Yeah, he fought McGregor. He's absolutely fought somebody as lengthy. I don't want him to rush back though. A, a foot injury, especially a broken bone, is right. tough. Yeah. And that's about I don't know four months away. But we're talking about. Max. Top Max Holloway, yeah. top flight, yeah. like one of the best guys in yeah. the world. I can't sit there and say that. You, anybody else might take six weeks. I feel like he's gonna be ready in like right. two, two and a half. He's like, ah, I'm ready to go. You know, he's a super Hawaiian, so he's gonna say like, Come on, brother, let's get it. <laughs> you know, right. he's gonna be about that life. I, I love how when we talk about Max Holloway and McGregor, people talk about McGregor got hurt. Max Holloway got hurt in that fight too. They were just finished. as injured. Yeah, you they know, were. They were both really injured that fight. They both got hurt in their first round yeah. and they both ended up finishing i would love to see him fight mcgregor now but uh and this is the the mcgregor uh uh beef with your boy <laughs> we're gonna talk about it but yeah mcgregor and max we're gonna talk about that a little Gosh, later on the show yeah. but uh um those boys are starting to just you know it's starting to build a little they smoke it up. they know what they're doing uh but, so uh, uh with that one uh so we what do you think we both say you know a little bit of both a little bit of father time a little bit of you know it's just or take his time i think it's one of those things too where you don't know to 
until you get in there. Yeah. He was probably in there. And, like, of course, in his mind, he's not thinking he's going to be timid at any point. But you get in there, it's a whole different thing. I'm not going to sit there and say, though, that Frankie. We're talking about Frankie yeah. Edgar. This is a legend. He's been in there with everybody. I, I refuse to believe that your boy is going to be, like, intimidated by anybody. That's Frankie. Man. Until it happens, though. Man, Frankie Edgar, I, I just think he's been in there with the best of the best. And <laughs> I, I just think he might have got clipped, but I, I, I refuse to believe that. Like, I can't it might, you're like right. I yeah, you, you, and I think it might. You're right. In that sense, it probably did slow him down a little bit. Um, uh, also, in that fight, uh, did you guys? What do you guys think of the destruction? I mean, I mean, we, we want to talk about what Cyborg did to that poor girl that she the UFC so didn't even know. After that first hit, yo, that first right hand, <laughs> that chick looked like that. She saw like God. I mean, she was like, blah, like, oh my God, what's going to happen? Cyborg saw half a million for that though. Yeah. Yeah, she did. Which is crazy. Fine. Good. Finally, That's what's up. She, she deserves that, man. Oh, yeah. She and she got pay-per-view points. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and I hope um, the old girl did, too. She got a pretty I, I good check, so. too. That's good. Oh, man. You got 100K? First yeah. Fight. What I'm UFC, looking at, yeah. yeah. Short, short, uh... Yo, short, uh, short notice. Short notice. Yeah. You know what? Here you go. For, that was her first fight in the UFC. It was for a title <laughs> and against the greatest female fighter Damn of all man. time. Main event. Just to show up, get her, give her props. But right. you know, as soon as she got hit in the face, she was like, yo, this hundred grand ain't even worth it. <laughs> yeah. So let's make sure we can uh, talk after this. Right. Right? <laughs> yo, uh, straight up. Um, so, you know, they said this next for uh, Cyborg. They said um, they're going to try to make that uh, Amanda Nunes fight. So it's going to be Cyborg versus Amanda Nunes in the International Fight Week. What do you guys think about that? Man, I, I love Nunes, but she gets fucked up, I think. I've seen yeah. Nunes get torched by Kat Zingano, by... Oh, man, uh, yeah. Who, who did she was losing a fight? She came back and won. She, she's lost, she's, yeah, she was losing against yeah. Misha. She was losing against a lot of people. Now, granted, this, she's, a she's a little different. A she has that little championship swag now, but at the end of the day, <laughs> she still gets her face knocked off. So The first round would be interesting because she does, she, she puts her punches together well. She, she does. She length well. She does, but time out. But, uh... I think you could sit there and hit Cyborg with a bat yeah. and it wouldn't even budge. No. She's a Dude, did you ever see her fight? You're on. Oh, you was it? Jordana Borsch or whatever. No. She's a kickboxer. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it's the one fight that she's lost. Yeah, I it was it. in kickboxing. Yeah. Um, I believe that girl actually fights with uh, Bellator now. Mm. This chick knocks everybody out. She went ahead and clipped uh, Cyborg a couple of times. Solid. Yep. Cyborg doesn't move, man. If so this is the best kickboxer in the world in that weight class, yeah. and you're telling me she still doesn't move, you're not knocking that woman out. You seen her jaw structure? Hey, man, don't talk about that. I mean, I yeah, she's a little, she's a little, you know, she's, she has that solid no, uh, power peak hey, job, I man. Love, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that is. Yeah, no, no, no. See it, Dude, she's the greatest female fighter of all time. And honestly, she's like top 10, period, of all time. I mean, I she's in there. Uh, I'm like, not going to say that. Top 20. But still. Yeah. She's in. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> I do think it's the fight to make. Top, right. Okay, top 50. But still. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell me you really fit. All right. Okay. Uh, last thing right. about, I want to even touch on about this one just because, you know, it's been, we still got hella stuff to get into. Uh, Mackenzie Dern's, uh, the, the Jiu Jitsu Phenom. Um, it was her, uh, her, her debut fight in the UFC. What did you guys think? Did she even get. Ashley Yoder down? Yeah, last yeah. round. Last yeah. round. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But you have to remember, jiu-jitsu practitioners, especially when they first transitioned to, uh, to MMA, their takedowns are sus. That's true. You know, true. they don't have great wrestling. Very I true. mean, so but, that's one thing she needs to just focus on is just putting a singlet on and wrestle, wrestle, wrestle. 
I think she was decent though. I think she's obviously she's gonna get better. She's young. Yeah. She's got the fire. She's got that under her belt. Hey, I'll the tell you one thing. Of MMA, she was wrestling. brawling. Yeah. She was throwing bombs. She that overhand. Yeah, right? overhand. No, if she if she gets goes ahead and just works a, a striking a little bit, just a little bit, and more so just gets her wrestling down. Yo, she can be. She can easily, honestly, win a championship in the next few years if she gets that that Damian Maya type, yeah. you know, scary jujitsu, which she has, dude. She beat Killing Gabby Garcia That's crazy. in a jiu-jitsu match. Crazy. Gabby Garcia is 240 pounds. That's, I mean, let me not. That's crazy. That. She's a big ass girl. She, yeah. she beat a woman who's she trains with. Still over her, she? As she, uh, yeah, Gabby does. Yeah. yeah. Crazy man. Where does she train? Who? Because you know that's a big thing with us. Like, where does uh, Mackenzie Dern? Dern train? Uh, she trains in uh, Arizona. I think she um, she oh, trains wait. over there with, with uh, Benson. Henderson? Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I'm thinking you she, go over there with Benson. Yeah, she's in a great place. Shit. Yeah, dude, she's in there with Benson, the dude, uh, Sean O'Connor, all yeah. those dudes. Yeah, yeah, they have a squad. I thought she was in Brazil or some shit. No, no, no. Okay, time out. That's Speaking of Brazil, Brazil, yeah. Did you see her? <laughs> 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 I thought she was down there with like. Oh, Did you guys see? Okay, I don't know if you ever heard her talk. She doesn't have an accent. She comes up there with like a heavy Brazilian accent and a translator. I was like, yo, I've heard interviews with you for like four years. Why do you have an accent now? That shit get me going, so keep doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Hey man, don't don't sit there and sound like uh did you hear Joey Diaz? Yeah. (laughs) Oh man, Joey Diaz, a comedian. Uh, I I think he just said something along the lines of her assholes probably smells tremendous. (laughs) 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 Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But uh no man, uh, Joey's hilarious. Um just because I'm sure you guys really didn't watch kickboxing, Bada Hari yeah, came no. back. I'm gonna we'll move on. I'll talk about that later. Yeah, it's I cool. Need to, I need to look. Uh, just but, one quick I, question on the kickboxing. Yeah. Why? Why isn't that a phenomenon like UFC? Dude, I'm be honest with you. I don't know. Yeah. And I think the biggest part of it I'm actually, is that that shit's very entertaining to me. Yeah. M, uh, kickboxing for my for me is the most entertaining out of all combat sports. It's more entertaining than boxing. It's more entertaining than MMA. Because it's all the best parts of what we love about all the other combat sports. We're watching dudes, and again, people get people start booing when MMA goes to the ground. Yeah. Well, yeah. stop watching that and watch it where these guys can't even yeah. clinch for more than two seconds. Right. They're forced to fight. Right. Let them go out there and bang. Uh, but I think the biggest thing about it is that the UFC had the pleasure of having a shark for a promoter who had billionaire best friends yeah when you have a shark for a promoter and billionaire best friends you're gonna take whatever it is to the top level you know what i'm saying and that's what the ufc had and the the, the rise of ufc has helped all the rest of your mma organizations around um now i think bellator is doing a really really solid thing the way that they're introducing the, the bellator kickboxing also so they you know have half and half of the show half the shows kickboxing half shows mma that's dope you know to be able to kind of you know show more people how dope kickboxing actually is so um but if you guys get a chance, Badahari came back, um, destroyed this dude. It was for championship. Oh my god, yeah, yeah, we'll watch it. It's it's something special. Somebody. Oh yeah, man. Dude, Badahari, if you guys don't know Badahari, Badahari oh, knocked god. out Overeem. Yeah, yeah so nasty too. That was Uberim. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and it was Uberim. He knocked out Uberim. Oh yeah, he, and he and not is. only that, he's not a nice guy. He's been to jail many times. Oh yeah, yeah. Crazy. he he got it. He went to jail the last time for a bar fight and stomping someone's <laughs> leg in half. 
Oh, he used his, his talents at the bar. Yes. This dude is a savage, man. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, Badahari, big ups to him because I'm terrified of you. Um, <laughs> so, check this out. The UFC is, um, for all practical purposes, has been pissing me off and a whole lot of other people. Not only have they had their worst statistical year ever in 2017, granted the last couple cars of this year have been pretty solid, but they're not paying their athletes at all. How is it possible that with endorsements, Frankie Edgar only gets 20K for a short notice fight against a monster? How is it possible that Sean O'Malley off of endorsements only gets three three grand for almost breaking his foot? And you know what I'm saying? Like, how is it possible that the UFC is doing this to these guys? They're making over a million dollars at the gate. Their pay-per-view fights that they've already bounced from what was it $59.99 to $69.99 without even saying anything to anybody? Like we wouldn't notice. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> They're yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? So they're You're like, talking about the, the Reebok. Yeah. Endorsement. Not their salary. Not their, not, not the, yeah, exactly. But honestly, they're not no. paying their athletes nearly no, enough no, no. either. That's like, what I, okay. yeah, Frankie Edgar That's also, we don't think about it. Yeah. Frankie Edgar only made. I think 195. Yeah, 190. Yeah, $200,000. For. And Andre made 275. Yeah. How how is it how how does Andre Olovsky make more money than Frankie Edgar? Crazy. I mean, so I'm gonna just I'm gonna gonna throw it up to you guys. Like, can this league continue doing a singer? What is it gonna take? For I mean, we've talked about fighters unions. We talked about different things like that. What is it gonna take for the athletes? And I'm actually gonna put more of the onus on the athletes. What is it gonna take for these athletes to sit back and say, "Yo, fuck you guys." You need to pay me my worth. Like, what's what is it gonna take for that to happen? Uh, Sean, I want to get your take on this first, bro. Okay, yeah. Um, what? Okay, this this goes. This can go across the NCAA. Can go across anything. They're gonna have to Fuck band them together. Like an hour long. They're gonna they're yeah. gonna have to. <laughs> yeah, long. they're gonna they'd have to they'd have to band together and be like. Yo, we're not Yo, we're, we're not, not doing going. this. I think the other thing too, which is kind of the tie-in, is like we were talking about Bellator, is if. Bellator steps up or someone steps up and then if UFC feels threatened like they can get knocked off the top of the perch and they start losing big time fighters to Absolutely. Bellator which they've all, been which has right, been happening yeah all that stuff will change yeah I think that's uh that's the biggest thing and it's crazy because a lot of these organizations UFC the NCAA the NFL are the not they it's the not they categorize themselves as not-for-profits yeah and I think that's bullshit anyway Right, which is bullshit for sure, but it's just one of those things where, yeah, man, you they in America you win with leverage. UFC has all the leverage because this is all those guys do, and if Bellator, Bellator being in there, right, um, can can start to change it up and and give the give the athletes more leverage to give them more options to go fight somewhere else. Absolutely. What's up? What you, what you I, think, I wanted, man? I wanted to piggyback on that. Like, I had something else to say, but I wrote down pretty much. Really, it's going to take more people that aren't scared of the UFC, more people like Rory McDonald. 
people that are on top in the UFC. I mean, yeah, he, granted, he lost the championship, but he's right there. He beat the current champ of the UFC. He's better than the current champ so, of the UFC. Right. Exactly. Absolutely. You know I love Roy. Yeah. And, like, it's going to take more people like that. Yes, we had the Benson Henderson. Yes, Rampage, Chell, Wanderlei. Uh, some people that are kind of over the hill. Right. It's going to take people like Roy McDonald saying F the UFC, and he's talking about it. Mm-hmm. I get paid Phil Davis more. also. Matt yes. Mitrione. Um, Bader. Bader. You These know, are guys who are still relatively in their prime doing their thing. And they're all saying the they're sp- happier. They're mm-hmm. making more money. I made double what I made in, in the UFC than what I was making in the UFC. So with that being said, I mean, with Bellator, with Ryzen, with the PFL and different organizations like this, how long do you think the UFC can continue pu- pulling this bullshit for the most part? And then and really, you know, how long are they going to stay the top dog with this happening? I think, unfortunately, it's going to it's gonna take a while. I mean, yeah. Bellator has made progress, but still, Bellator cards come on. I'm a big fight fan. I forget. You know, and I, and I hate saying that because I, I love Bellator. I want to pub them, but I forget. Because they, they have, have these, the these like, machine. Friday cards, and yeah. they're now on the Paramount Network and stuff like that. It's tough. Yeah, it, 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 it is another, tough. Another club. Yeah, yeah, they're in Japan. They have dope fighters. Yeah. Yeah. Let me but, ask you a question. Can any of these guys that should be getting paid top dollar, can they carry the card, though? That's the question. Absolutely. Because if UFC, all UFC is going to say is, okay, last time you were the headliner on a card, this is how much money came in, and it's not doing enough. This is why your dollars look like this. this Conor McGregor's dollars look like this because... We can't that we can't sell enough seats. Yeah. Well, you know what I, I'm I, I'll get on the Connor thing in a second. To play devil's advocate. Yeah. No. No. Which is cool. Which I appreciate. They did that for Connors because he's a white boy who talks trash. He's not doing anything different than Rampage or even Phil Davis has been doing. So let's be honest. They 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 couldn't wait to hitch their wagon on somebody because let's be honest. Conor McGregor is not even a top ten guy in the UFC right now. Then guess where they have him ranked pound for pound? For two. 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 No way. He's not even the top ten guy yeah, in, in yeah. fight fan. Like, yeah, I'm a I'm a Connor guy. I love I love watching Connor. But Connor's Connor comes back to UFC today. He's in his weight class, in his own weight class. In his own weight class. He's five. He can't beat he can't beat Tony. He gets destroyed by Dos Anjos. And honestly, how well, does Connor really know any of this? Does Connor know this? Yeah. <laughs> hey, does Connor know has, any of this? We're, we're talking about a guy who hasn't fought MMA in 600 days. Has it been almost two years? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, And he hasn't defended a belt in that long. So this game evolves too fast, man. We're talking about guys who sit here. For, we're talking about Frankie Edgar, who is a legend who stays in shape. He he walks around in fight weight. Yeah. And the game evolved so fast, he got knocked out by somebody else who's coming up. He didn't even expect. Right. These guys are in the gym every day working. They're not sitting here getting patted on the back and, and, and having dinner parties with the owners of the organizations. No. Dudes are hungry. He gets murked if he comes back. It's not even a question. No. And honestly, and again, he'll be we back. Are, yeah. Hey, good. he'll be back. <laughs> good. And you know what? Yeah. But here's the problem. So. But here's the problem. If he comes back and he gets destroyed, is he <laughs> is he gonna be like Ronda and go to the WWE? He's done. His air. This thing is done. We've seen. We've seen. Wow. Con- 
I'm like I'm I'm over it. Wow. I'm over it. I'm wow. Over it. I wow, you made, he ain't even come back yet. His Fuck, he's dude. finished? I'm dumb done. Here's the thing. You haven't defended your belt in over six almost six hundred days. The only reason we riding your jock is because your organization, again, that's where I was gonna come uh, get at with a with your counterpoint, yeah. was that the only reason they do that is because they market that man. They push him out there. They tell his story. Look at whose dude. story do they tell? Who, aside from Conor McGregor, whose story have they told? They they tell us about the about um, Amanda Nunes. Do they ever talk about her and you know being she leaving Brazil to be married to her her, her current wife? Because that's not acceptable there. Have they told that awesome story? Who her wife actually also fights in the UFC? Right. Have they talked about that? Number no. Two, right. Number two content. Nah. No. The the best nah, number the 135 pound female fighter in the world. And they haven't give. They're not telling her story. Brian Ortega, who just won, is was was for all practical purposes like a kid going down all the wrong path. Walked into a gym, you know. Fortunately, it was you know Henry Gracie's out in Cali. He's been there, and now all he does is do work and help kids out. They're not telling these stories. Why aren't they telling these stories? And again, so then the UFC goes up to people, and then they'll end up saying like, "Hey guys, yeah, this is green. Oh, you don't only make brought in this much." Advertise me, right? Publicize me. And as much as we kind of hate on Whitley, kind of crying, he has a point with that. He does. He doesn't get enough. He does. He doesn't. And um, don't get enough. No. Look at this guy O'Malley. And then there's another one. <laughs> he has. And one I hate to. And I hate to sound like this also. On the freaking pay per view. He's third on the pay per view, and he's a. O'Malley, so he's oh, Irish descent. Yeah. They Talks know they have talks trash, has smokes hella tattoos, weed. smokes weed, so they're trying to tell his story. How many other guys are doing the exact same thing and they're just not telling their story? The UFC's full of shit. Yeah. I mean, and until honestly these fighters actually band together and stop taking this nonsense, the W WME, whatever, IMG, whatever, whoever owns it now, they don't know what the hell they're doing. No. Are you crazy? And I hate that Dana White comes in. That's, I brought it up last show. He comes in and says, he keep, the fact that he keeps reiterating it, I'm like, you're bullshitting. The fact that he, one, he talks about Showtime being BS. Showtime is doing their job. Break. And then he's saying the UFC has had our best, our best year ever in terms of revenue in the past two years. Our last two years were our best years ever. Yeah, take out that McGregor fight, that last McGregor Mayweather fight. They have, you, you, you cannot convince me in any way shape or form that they're making any money these are these are cars that are going by and again we all go go to bars and watch the fights no one's at these fights only being a little contradictory though we're talking about ufc not making any money and they're not paying their athletes yes so i mean what do you want them to do if they're not having you want to just push the athletes more so they can produce more money absolutely how's that being contradictory no because we were talking about they're not paying their athletes enough and then they were talking about how they're having a down year yeah. Well, it's not like they're making a ton but they're of money having a down year. Out. They're having a down year because they're not telling those stories. The okay. more they tell those stories, that's how you get people interested in actually watching your product. They're only telling one story. That's why we only care to watch one guy fight. That's the issue. If you told the stories and actually gave us, if, if we actually gave a fuck about anybody else, more people will watch these fights. I'll give them credit. They tried to with Francis, but then what about Stipe? It, there it is. He's another great dude. They, to and get they, they, didn't, they didn't push it. They're not pushing it. Stipe said, fuck y'all. Max Holloway. Oh, oh, Let me play another Max. devil's advocate. Is it their job to push their stories? That's another thing, yeah. Conor McGregor, I don't, I, I don't know as, as in depth as you guys, 
but Connor does a lot of self promo, yeah. just like Floyd Mayweather did. For Connor example. started doing self promo after the organization started pushing him. The organization gave him a show, then he started doing his own thing. Also, the US but he parlayed it, right? But they're not—they're not giving again. You need the platform to have that done. That's that's the thing. The other guys aren't even getting the platform. You got Connor, you got Whitley, and others. When they try to push themselves, and, Dana says, "Right, they're crying, they're being bitches, they're not. They're what? Did, what did they do for me later? What were their numbers? Instead of saying, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. what can we do to get you here? It's and then McGregor does it, and it's like, oh, he deserves. You know, it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of. But I will say this, Sean, you're right in the sense that. People do need to do the. If they're not gonna do it for for you, just like all of us for work. Hey, yo, you gotta do it yourself. So if someone's pubbing you, have a podcast. You have, you know, have a YouTube show. Do certain things that are gonna help you, you know, get your own name out there. But again, and and then also bigger than anything else, when the when the lights are shining, you have to perform. I'll give kind of that credit. When the lights were on, granted his opponents were kind of picked. But when the lights were on the on the hottest, he knocked dudes dead. Yep. Dead. Yeah. yeah. He knocked dudes dead. I, I can't. I'm not even gonna hate on that yeah. aspect. You know. Um, wow. I'm, I can't wait for him to come back so I can, we could talk on the show again. <laughs> nah, nah, yeah. Dude, he's a dead man walking. He's, he should just have retired. I, I think that if he goes in there today. And he fights against Tony Ferguson or Khabib. Even Kevin Lee. Khabib is an animal, though. Oh, yeah. Go go watch Tony Ferguson. (laughs) That boy is a monster. And that's what I'm saying. If Khabib takes him down, he's going to talk to him and beat him on the ground like he's a piece of tiramisu. That's how he's going to do. There's nothing he's going to be. If he gets his hands on him, Connor got one shot and he bet not miss. Yeah. Stay tuned, man. That's true. Yeah. Hey, I'm going I'm to I'm call that's it That's what makes fighting so dope. Yeah, it's People ask me, what do you love about it so much? It's that aspect. Yeah, man. No, for sure. Um, and you got to back up that talking. Uh-huh. The thing yeah. about sports in general, period, is oh, every, all the pundits can talk. Everybody can talk. The players can talk. Eventually, the lights are going to come on. have to go, go do something on the floor or the ring or wherever, and then that's where it, that's where it goes down. Absolutely. Especially in fight. Yeah. yeah. Cage locked. That's it. That's it, man. Um, so we all kind of, I mean, right now, still UFC has, you know, a little bit of hold on it. We all feel the fighters need to do a better job of promoting themselves a little bit. Um, if you're going to make money, you got to do it for yourself. I understand that. I think you're right. But again, I feel we all feel, I think, feel like the UFC needs to go do a better job of telling more people's stories. Absolutely. Cool, yeah, man. definitely. Hey, man. Well, in that case, uh, we're going to keep rotating. Um, I don't know if you guys say every week, you know, we do our prospect alert. Uh, we make sure we're giving a shout out to up and coming fighters or honestly, sometimes it's not even up and coming fighters. It's just fighters. I really like because some people just don't like being called prospects. We found out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, with that coming up, I want to talk about this dude, Ryan Garcia. He signed the Golden Boy Promotions. He's 19 years old. He's out of Cali, Mexican descent. 12 and no 11 KOs. This kid has crazy fast hands. Um, he fights that super uh, featherweight. Um, what do you guys think? I know you sent you guys some links and stuff on him. What do you guys think about Ryan? I like him. 
I like him. Dude's legit, man. Yeah, he's legit. There's room still to grow. Yeah. He, how young is he? I 19, bro. He, oh. 19. That's crazy. Okay. Yeah. Yo. That's scary. I started actually seeing clips of Ryan Garcia about maybe about a year ago or so. We start seeing this like dude, this like pretty boy, like with a little t-shirt on hitting like the bag or something. First thing I did was look, oh, the man is garbage. Just like some punk kid in the backyard. I don't even like how he's throwing punches. Yeah. Kept moving on. Man, I kept on seeing him. I was like, wait, who is this kid? I started watching clips. Yo, we were talking about people who knocks people dead. Yeah. Good God. Dude is, dude is legit. Like, I'll just say real quick. I love how he uses his, his size. He's big for whatever his weight class. Yeah, he's, he's long, long. Very long. So he knows how to use that. He throws that right kind of... It's kind of weird the way he throws it, but it's pinpoint. And he uses his range so that people have to lunge in at him. He does. And when they do, he it, counters on the chin. It, it, it's funny. It is the... It is almost like the boxing version of like Wonder Boy Thompson in the way like the snake like in and out, pop pop in, in coming out. It's really, really cool to see. Um, the dude has power in both hands. And one thing that actually being as young as he is, the thing that really stood out for me was his balance. He was never out of position. Any way he moved, he slid one way, he slid out the other, just saw out of distance, right back in dude's grill. Um, dude is really solid to watch, man. Sean, what you think, man? First thing I thought was he's a super, he's going to be a superstar. Yep. Dang. Okay. He's a pretty boy, about as pretty as you can get. I do. I'm Straight out from California. Yep. Been in the gym, has a good story, you know, been in the gym, been in the gym boxing with his pop since he was a shorty. Yeah. Watch the fight, watch him doing his thing. He has the hands, he has the size. As you mentioned, he puts on 10, 12, 13, 14, 15 pounds in the yep. next two, three yeah. years. Yeah. He's 22, 23, fighting at 145, 150. Dude, he's a major he's problem. a major he's problem. Absolutely. Dude, I'm telling you, and I love that you said that too, man. I can't wait to see. I'm just thinking about the possible superstar. matchups. That was the first thing yeah. I thought when I saw yeah. him. I was like, this kid's going to be a superstar. Oh, it's no question. 19 years old, you knock people dead. He has a. He's an entertainer too. Like His style is like flashy and everything, mm -hmm. but he has great defense. I was watching clips where this dude, the guys are countering him, and he's blocking, plucking everything off. Yeah. Dude has, you know, I mean, great, you know, pinpoint accuracy. He's been fighting forever. Um, I would love to see him next year fight Floyd Mayweather's protege, Tank Davis. I would love watching that fight. Yeah, I would love good. that fight. Yeah, that'd be good. That oh, would be good. man. And that would have the... The Golden Boy promotions, first off, that that whole dynamic. Of the dumb, Golden Boy versus the money that's, team? That's, oh, that's, man. That's exactly. Yeah, that, I love that, that. That dynamic is strong there. Yeah, man. It can, be, it can be big. Let me ask you a question since that just came up. Yeah, yeah. How do you feel about Golden Boy promotions <laughs> and fight promoters in general? I know there has to be some type of structure with it, mm -hmm. but, you know, boxing has a long history of getting over on fighters and I'm, I'm gonna be see, honest with you I don't see how Golden Boy is not any different than any 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 one of these other promotions they're not yeah they're not um, Golden Boy is just like the rest of them um, but again the top guys in boxing 
still making seven figures. Yeah, that's true. You know, so even so, once you get past a certain point, and if you have the style, and and yes, guys get ripped off, but that's when you need good people as athletes. Athletes do, need to do a far better job surrounding. of surrounding themselves with solid people. Surround yourself with a solid money man. Yeah. So get yourself, make yourself a brand. I think the biggest reason, again, just to kind of double back to uh, Wilder, why I like Wilder so much, is that Ed, yes, he fights crazy. Yes, he has an unorthodox style. Yes, he's loud. But at the same time, he's marketable. That dude is a superstar. He talks the part. He dresses great. You have to be able to do that, man. And athletes need to. I mean, in MMA, Kevin Lee's the one that's starting to do it a little bit. Self promotion, guys. That I mean, I mean, I feel like that's going to be the, the title of the show with self promotion. Yeah. That's what we need to do, man. But uh, that, I mean, I, yeah, go ahead. And I think for Garcia being so young, I would love to see him get under the you know the Golden Boy umbrella yeah. get yeah. some clout get some rolling then he's 23 and then he can kind of peel off from that yeah bro but right. yeah that's just something I, I always think is interesting at the end of the day it's like man golden boy's peeling so much money yeah. off the top here but you know what though yeah. man i mean think about it golden boy does make stars though yeah golden boy has made golden boy made canelo yeah, you handpick. You, they, you, you handpick the top. Yeah, and this you, seems you like their, their next story, guy. You put the promo behind them. Yeah, UFC, yeah. Conor McGregor. You know, yeah. I mean, it's it's the same thing. All these organizations find their guys, and then they're they're rolling with them. I think Ryan Garcia has every every chance to be a superstar. It's up to him, I think, to continue working and growing. But, uh, dude, I'm just thinking about him fighting Lomachenko in the future. <laughs> I'm thinking about him fight. You know what I'm saying? Like, Lomachenko, dude, or even let's say, let's say he does end up, you know, yeah. but Mikey Garcia, him fighting Mikey Garcia. Right. Oh man, some Mexican on Mexican crime, man. I love that. Insane. Yeah. Dude, let's do it. I love it, man. The options are endless for that kid, man. Oh, yeah, that 140 to 146? Yeah. We're not really big with heavyweights because that weight class is so... I mean, let's be honest, guys. The heavyweight division is as fun as it's been in a while. Oh, yeah. But it it has never touched the welterweights, man. The welterweights and the middleweights right now, for boxing, 140 to 160 is crazy. Though I mean, you have everything. You got Lomachenko. You got the Charlo twins. Yeah. You you have you know what I'm saying we got uh, Errol Spence, Errol Spence Jr. Oh, yeah. You know my you know all these dudes, Terrence man. Crawford. You Crawford. Yeah. We got Terrence Crawford. <laughs> Dude, Ryan Garcia could end up fighting Terrence Crawford in the future. How crazy would that be? Danny Garcia. Man. <laughs> he's not bad either. You know? Oh, dude, he's great. So yeah. So I mean, this kid, I think there's so much upside. Um, Go check out some YouTube clips if you haven't heard of this yeah. dude. Yeah, it was very entertaining, uh, to say the least. Yeah, we'll have his uh, information, Ryan Garcia stuff, uh, up on our uh, IG page. You guys can check him out. Um, that's at the Fight Podcast, um, and then we'll also have his stuff up in the show notes as well. So please, please, please check out Ryan Garcia. He is. Our uh, this week's prospect alert. Um, yo, did you guys watch the Oscars? Yeah, yeah. You know I'm a big movie guy. I appreciate so that, I, man. I, yeah, I man. watched. Um, what did you guys think? What did I watch last night? What's the one with uh, Winston Churchill? Oh, 
yeah. You know, um, the Darkest Hour, right? I just saw. Yeah, Darkest Hour. So I understand why he won. That's what I was gonna. I was gonna say that. Very good. He did. Yeah, man. I can't. I can't knock that man for that. Yeah. So I've seen. He killed it. Every movie that's right for Best Picture, except for The Post, because I just didn't want to. I saw. I moved past. I thought Daniel Day Lewis was for sure a lock because it was his last. Because it's Daniel Day Lewis. Phantom Thread was dope. It was a great movie. Daniel Day Lewis is a monster. Oh man, it's great. Um, Yo, watch Daniel Day-Lewis as the boxer. Have you guys seen that? Dude, this dude, just like he does everything else, he, like, trained for, like, a couple years for this role. He's one of the only actors, talking to you, Michael B. Jordan, that actually looks good boxing. Talking to you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 Uh, It continues. Whatever, man. I don't care. Um, No, I saw that. Yeah. He was... He's very down, good. Hands down, yeah. for sure. Uh, I'll say about the Oscars, super happy about my boy Jordan Peele. Absolutely. You know, I love it. Um, you know, you I was how loud the crowd get. That was probably the loudest, you know, ovation absolutely. of the night. Also, did you notice this is probably the most black people has ever been at the Oscars. So that's why it's probably the loudest. Yeah. yeah. You know, hey, man, <laughs> Wakanda forever. Yeah. We're all about Take that it, life man. right yeah. now. It, I love it. I, I want to see more of it. And one thing that I noticed with the Oscars, again, we are getting more representation. Black and brown dudes everywhere are starting to get more love. Um, we're, they're showing, you know, that, you know, beauty isn't something that's just like white people doing their thing. You're, so, you're starting to see beautiful people, all shades, all colors doing their thing. And they're also showing that these people are crazy, talented men. You can absolutely sell movies with black and brown actors, yeah. man. Yeah. And it, it's, it's so awesome to be able to start seeing that trend. I was super happy to see Jordan Peele win that award. Then I turned around and was really disgusted to find out that he's the first black man to win the, the uh, that award yeah. in the, yeah, in the 90, screenplay. original yeah. screenplay in the 90 year history of the Oscars. That I thought that was whack on the Oscars part. But all in all, um, some, some progress. Though. Yeah, how'd you guys, it's true. How'd you guys like Kimmel? I thought he was great. Yeah. I think he's always pretty good, man. He's solid, I think man. he's one of those guys that he doesn't get flustered by the big. He doesn't care about doesn't what care, any of those dudes think. Yeah. He's just himself. He's himself. He, uh, stays in his lane. Yeah, he stays in his lane. He, he's good, man. He's very even keel. Um, the flow of the show was good. I thought it was good. Yeah. Yeah, man. It was. Most times I think that the Oscars are kind of boring, but. Uh, yeah. But uh, um, continue. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I was choked up. Hey, what do you think about uh, Kobe? Yes, Kobe won in that. I do. The I, Black Mamba. <laughs> I've never been so proud. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he I was just, legit nervous. Like, he was Kobe. nervous. Nervous. Okay. Yeah. What did you guys think nervous. about the Mamba? Yeah. I okay. I actually <laughs> just dropped a pod yesterday. Yeah. Okay. This morning we talked. Yo, go go check out. Uh, no catch up. It's on um, No Catch Up Chicago. No Catch Up Chicago. iTunes, iTunes everywhere. everywhere. Anywhere Please you check can it get out. a podcast, check it out at No Catch Up Chicago. Um, I just dropped a pod this morning. Kobe, I talked about this. Michael Jordan wrote a letter called Dear Basketball. No, did he? Yes. This is, I don't know. I don't know how many years ago it was, mm-hmm. but yo, I mean. I get that's your man's and you emulate everything <laughs> he does, it. but I, <laughs> I had a I had a hot I, I had a hot take on Kobe, bro. Like he didn't leave Jordan nothing, bro. He took everything from him. But you know what, from man? His game on off the, everything. But bro. you he know what? I, I gotta give Kobe this. He might have done that. 
He de- he definitely <laughs> took his game. He might have done it. Took his I'm game. A, hey, hey, back. I'm a Kobe guy, though. I love Kobe. I like Kobe. Yeah. I, I, you know, Black Mamba forever. Yeah. Uh, but what he has done outside of basketball so quickly he again this is his film his production company is doing his thing not only that and again i don't know if you guys know this also uh body armor is his company body armor is the the first official drink sponsor of the ufc that's all Kobe, man. How much does he own of that? Do you know? I don't know. I, he's the main I know, guy. I know he has a... I yeah, he has I, a big remember, chunk of it. Yeah, I remember when that was coming out. Yeah, and he was the one that got that deal done. He was there so, with Francis yep. and uh, Paige. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Paige. So, she's trash. Okay. Yeah, it was uh, cool to see his speech. He talked about... You know, what do you people talk talking to him about what are you gonna do when you're done playing ball, etc. And he was like, I wanna write and they were like, you know. Yeah, they're like, whatever. They said right. shut up and dribble. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, they said. I mean they're basically like it's funny that he still deals with stuff like that too. Yeah. Like you it's talk crazy. to your homies about doing something, they're like, Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, how nuts is and that? And like Kobe, Kobe is still getting Kobe that Bryant. stuff and it's still like it just gets puts it in perspective, like, man, you gotta show motherfuckers what's really going on yeah. and you, if you think you could do something, go do it and show them that that's how I got it done. He talked about how validating that was to right. say, hey, I'm going to write after I play ball. I wrote, I'm producing, and now I'm winning Oscars on it. So <laughs> shout yeah. out Cole for that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think that it was. I think that was a big deal. Uh, I, so all in all, I think the Oscars was a good show. Um, I don't know if you guys also heard this. Uh, Rick Ross seemed like he was going through a little bit of a thing this week. Uh, sound like people? Yeah, went, heard, yeah heard it looked like he was. In, he was about to die. Yeah, they said his big ass was about stories. to be out of here. But yeah. um, which I'm be honest with you, I was telling my girl about it. Would have been very sad. I can't lie. I damn near would have shed a tear. I got so much love for Rick Ross. I got a lot of love. For I Ross. love that cat, man. Ross is dope. Yeah. Um, man, I, I got so many right. stories of just like. Plant, banging his music and just doing oh, fun yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, pre- he, dude, Rick yeah. Ross has Rick the Ross epitome Ross. of like boss shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you listen to his music, you feel like a million bucks. Yeah, dude. And I was feel- in college and stuff. Yeah, like when like Stay Scheming came out. Oh man. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a big Ross guy, dude. And he brought Wale, MMG, Meek, all those guys into the fold. So yeah, he's yeah, he's made a he's made an impact. Absolutely, in, man. In the, in the hip hop culture, no doubt. I'm glad you brought up Meek. I don't know if you guys have also recently heard a story that's Free Meek. Yeah, Free Meek. Absolutely. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We, we, we do support Meek here at the Fight Podcast. Yeah. We'll just let everybody know. Um, the His arresting officer on his case, uh, the, um, the district attorney's office in Philly just released that he is on like the corrupt cops list. Um, first of all, the fact that they have a list is whack <laughs> that like yeah that's you know, a good and, point. And, and you guys haven't like and they're still cops they're still cop. and they're right. still cops you have a list of these whack-ass cops but you have they're still cops that's why that doesn't make sense, make sense. Yeah. um but the fact <laughs> Yo, that, that's so true yeah how, how, that's <laughs> trash like how trash is yeah. that but the fact that that's wear like a, a, a secret yeah. badge or something yeah right like, right uh, like do, badge, do we put like, like the, the scarlet letter on? yeah right put they, the captain c on them yeah like oh yeah this is him and watch yeah. out for that mom like but dude how crazy is that that is you know what i'm saying like this is the corrupt cops list yeah and this man is still locked up for some nonsense and it was his arresting officer so I just wanted to bring a little light to that. That's trash. Um, what do you guys think should happen? 
Because with this like new news, I think we already said we should free Meek. But I mean, with this new news, what do you guys think should happen? So the corrupt cop arrested him, and that was the guy that originally he was dealing with. Yes. From the jump. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I would think that would have to be reviewed in court to see if their arrest stands. But man, you know how the legal system is. It's trash, man. That shit's so red tapey. They could just do. I'm sure there's all types of loopholes to get through. Yo, this is why Kaepernick was taking a knee. Yeah, this type of stuff. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Bringing awareness to this nonsense is happening. Shout out Kaepernick. Absolutely, he's, he's man. Kaepernick is the man. Job. He's not. No, he's, he's absolutely gonna, he's not. He's never going to win again. No. See what's coming out, which would make you not watch football even more. You know, I don't. I, I, I'm sure you don't know that. I don't watch football anymore. Are I'm you done. banned in football? I banned football, man. I'm done. Yeah, I can't I, do it anymore, I man. The way that they treat their athletes, the garbage ass contracts. I mean, it's the closest thing to slavery that still exists in America. It's just crazy. Like, I'm not even going to get on my soapbox for that. Right <laughs> no, nah, I was just going to say uh, to that, the Dolphins owner and the, the Texans owner came out and said, we're not signing anybody that will not stand up for the anthem. And then everybody on their everybody team should take a, knee. take a knee. Or has to stand up. Yeah. 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 They say they won't pick up anybody. Yeah, I saw that nonsense. And that was another thing on my list that I was like, well, not watching this shit no <laughs> more. But what do you know? One of those things. Is that just goes back to my point about leverage, and even with the gay with the gay athletes not coming out, they yeah. need someone big that they can't touch to come out and be like I'm gay or you need Tom Brady to be if, like you. Why but, why did I kiss my son on the mouth? It's because I like it like if that. Aaron, if, That's Aaron Rogers, if Aaron <laughs> Rodgers came out and kneeled for the anthem. Oh yeah. That yes. Nothing's gonna happen, right? Oh, so dude. It's still one of those things, but it's so it's there's so many layers to peel back on that with endorsements and all that stuff. You gotta get a real one like a Marshawn that doesn't care and does whatever to, to kinda go about it and do that type of thing. Right. But yeah, I mean football man, I love football, but yeah, I can I couldn't I wouldn't if you said I, I can't, you don't want to watch it anymore. I, I wouldn't give you any flack. Oh, dude, I'm done. I'm done. And honestly, I think the person that's the happiest about it is my girl. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> I bet. Um, yo. Well, again, the, I guess to finish that one off. I guess we're just finishing with free meek on that one, right? Yeah, free meek, man. Yeah, bullshit. Yeah, that's just, that's why. Corrupt cop. I don't even know what's, what the what's the original. Well, what's the original arrest? It was like some like it was like weed. Dude. It's like, like some bullshit. Like some, that like, guy, yeah, some garbage. He violated that, the yeah. parole. Yeah, that's what it was. He violated again, parole. Yeah, yeah, some so nonsense. Yeah, you it was, go it was back trash. to like what's really popping. It's not shit anyway. Yeah. Kind of keeping it sports a little bit. So our boy, J.R. Smith. Got suspended a game for chucking a cup of soup at his coach. Yeah, I yeah. get the details on that. Yeah, what? How do you guys feel about that? I guess coach. I guess he he wasn't he wasn't too happy about that two for, <laughs> two for twelve showing two nights in a row. He was supposed to trade it too. What you what yeah. supposed to say? Hey man, man take this cream of wheat, man. Yeah, take this, yeah, take this broccoli <laughs> cheddar with you. <laughs> Fuck out my face. Hey. Right. I, I am. Um, I'm a Jr. fan. I, I he cracks me up. His annex from when he was in high school to to Denver to New York to Chicago for that cup of coffee he had when he was here. Yeah. To you know every like dude is hilarious. He was here for a cup of coffee and he went back to wherever he you know he yeah to Denver or whatever. But dude is entertaining. He has quietly had an incredible NBA career. Yeah. You think about it. How many guys get his last in the league for 12 years already 
you know, is constantly, consistently playing on a high level. And not only consistently playing on a high level, he's sitting there. Um, I mean, dude, he's, he's he was sixth man of the year. He contributes still to this day. He's yeah. contributing. What's dope so, about him too is he came in as an athlete. I remember yeah. when McDonald's All American game. He won his final. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I remember. He was, a, he was an yeah. above the rim guy. Yeah. Bef- yep. Right. Before he was a, a perimeter. Yeah, and you yeah. forget how how athletic that dude oh, is. Yeah. It's we crazy. just think he's about his shooting athletic. now. Yeah. Dude is dude is awesome. I will say this: he was a little off the rails before he got to Cleveland. Yeah, I think and, LeBron, LeBron kind of reeled him in. Yeah, that was yeah. yeah. When he was in New York. Yeah. He was wilding out a little yeah. bit, so that was that was good for him to get to Cleveland and get to LeBron and yeah. kind of you know LeBron have yeah. something to play for. It's kind of like when mm-hmm. you're a young dude like that and you have the personality that Absolutely. Jr. does and you know the mindset that he has and the money, the pockets that he has, and you don't really have too much to play for. In New York, absolutely. It's and you're in New York. It's kind of easy to fall off the rails, but yeah. you know what I'm saying. Then he started a family. He got in Cleveland. I mean, his whole shit's a little different. Yeah, and I can. I'm a fan and of I can, like, man. Good friends with LeBron, like, right? Yeah, him and I could guarantee well, yeah. you that tacked on five, six years of his career. Absolutely. Yeah. And no you doubt. know what, man? He's one of those guys. Think about it. They were cutting all ties with all kind of dudes. He still has a job, and he starts. And he still starts. Still Dude, I put it like this: They have him starting over D Wade, Ronnie Hood, and I don't. Think, and I don't know we've we've noticed D Wade seems like Father Prime has been back since he's been in Miami. I don't know what yeah, the, 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 yeah. the the salty air yeah, out there is making it D. happen. I don't know what that yeah. is. It's crazy. So he's, he's been balling, man. He's, he's you know, so I mean, he was starting over that guy. Yeah. And that dude's balling now. So uh big ups to uh to Jr. Man uh, for chopping a cut, you know he whatever it was, man. I'm sure that that coach deserved every bit of that I mean, suit, man. Maybe the coach. Damon Jones is the bad. coach. That was Damon remember Jones Damon Jones. It was Damon yeah. Jones, yeah, man. Was yeah, he was talking shit. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, yo, uh, real quick, I had I made y'all listen to it before y'all said that. What do you oh, guys man. think of your boy Royce Five Nine? Royce Five Nines freestyle on Funk Flex was something to cherish, gentlemen. What did you guys think about it? Disgusting. <laughs> it was disgusting. <laughs> it was good. I'll be, I'll be honest. It takes me a couple times to listen to uh, something like that just to really take it in and be like, okay, damn, that's what. He, damn, just kind of what you said. Oh, yeah. Like, did that really happen? You know what yeah. I mean? Like. Um, but yeah, Royce is a legend, man. He's a rapper's rapper, man. Yes, these are yeah. these are rappers. Yes, these are Styles P's. These are Talibs. These are <laughs> these are rappers, rappers. That's that's how you feel when you listen to Royce the Five Nine. And you listen to him spit on the Funk Flex. Go check it out on YouTube. He's a rapper. That's yeah. how you come away listen like, man, Absolutely. this boy was spitting. He's your he's, he he's your favorite rapper's favorite he's rapper. He's a rapper's rapper. He's that rapper. type of dude. What did he say right before he got to spitting? I'm sorry, I'm not going to be like cussing or... No, he said, I think he said, I'm not going to be like PC, pretty much. I think he's yeah. like, if I offend you, oh, kiss I my he said, ass. I thought he yeah. wasn't going. Okay, okay. Right. But yeah, man, he's a rapper's rapper. The boy has flow. He's had flow for years. It's still gutter. It's still raw. It's not cookie cutter. Nah, man. Not yeah, none of that, man. Dude, I can't wait for uh, this Prime album to come out. I've been a fan. Like I, the, the original Prime album was was sick, and that's with him and DJ Premier. Um, they are coming out with their second album, March sixteenth. I can't wait. Uh, it's gonna be nasty. I, I, I'm definitely. You know, I'll talk about that when it comes out. But uh, 
That was dope. He's one of those dudes that, that like none of those rappers end up getting enormous like Jadakiss. No, like they're no. just rap. Dude, they're just fabulous. Real also, rappers. those guys, fabulous. Yeah, fabulous fab- is he? He's touched some big, big, big he, time tracks. Yeah, and got up there. But yeah, those are like. Did you hear hear uh, Fabs and Jadakiss's new album? Yeah. Man, it's crazy. Sick. It's classic. Feel. It was. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Exactly. It, it felt like it felt like the the hip hop we grew up with. That's what it felt like. Like it felt good to hear that kind of spitting. You know, you you guys already know. I I, I don't like mumble rap. I'm not a fan of mumble rap. You have to be in the mood for mumble rap. I like like I listen like right now I'm listening to like Fonte and stuff like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like those are the type of the, the music I'm like I'm trying to listen yeah. to. Yeah. But uh, I heard some of the young guys you could you could categorize them as mumble rappers. This dude Sheck West. I don't know if you've heard yeah, of him. Yeah. Um has a huge song out called Mo Bombo right now. Mm-hmm. I actually just heard it, dude. I, yeah. I, yeah, it was like yeah. I was looking up stuff earlier, I heard him. But he basically was like, man. You had to be able to rap back then because I guess he was kind of his excuse or whatever. His point was that back in the day, the beats were very melodic, very they were they weren't as as much going on. Uh-huh. And these I new school that. beats and this technology and the production that's coming out now, he was saying that you can loop a whole, you could say, you could loop one verse some ad-libs and a chorus that has three words in it because the beat is so dumb that you can rock with it for yeah. you're right to and they're making they're making tracks two minutes and 40 seconds mm. the, Yo, the but, days the of thing, like the man. four minute yeah. five minute yeah. tracks that don't that doesn't Dude, that, exist anymore but that's the thing but but it does though you know what i mean the guys who are actually doing like good hip like good good music are still doing that kind of stuff um, dude, Jay's album this year was like that. Kendrick's album this year was like that. Uh, Rhapsody's album this year was like that. You know what I'm saying? But uh, um, uh, what well, Big Crit? Even his, his, he's even yeah, more than that, that kind of guys thing. you're naming though. Like these are dope to us. Hell yeah! But like the younger guys aren't really rocking with Big Crit is an animal. Yes, he is. One of the most underrated dudes. Ever. Ever. Yeah. Big Crit is a monster. Yeah. Saha the Prince. Monster. No dope on Sundays. Mm-hmm. These Best are, album these, of the year. These are big, big time albums Absolutely. that just don't get clout because... It's not a dude. It's not. No dope on Sunday was the best album of the year. When the popularity comes down to it, it's not about that type of stuff, man. It's about what's catchy. Four 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 was my bad. Well, this this is this. Well, that's Hove though. That's a that's a big time exception. That's Hove. If four 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 comes out, same lyrics, same beats, and you slap Big Crit on it. It's a completely different story. You it's, a, it's a different you Yeah, absolutely. You feel absolutely. what I'm saying? So that's kind of the difference there. So I thought it was interesting to hear the Sheck West come out and say, man, we don't need to do that much on the track. This production is so off the hook yeah. that we I can literally that. put four or five words together and catchy ad lib, a little bit of a catchy chorus, and we run a two-minute, 40-second song. Right. And, dude, and now with technology being streams they want people to run it back it's a yeah. two minute 30 second song sure run it right back it's yeah. it's catchy that was kind of the the angle that he put on it i thought it was interesting i think that's a dope angle that's actually I've, i haven't thought of it that way and it, and it again it's just cool to kind of hear that perspective even saying that it's not for me 
And and that's cool, you know. Like I, I I do have those moments. Like if I'm kicking at a club, I'm not trying to listen to to J Cole's elevator music. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to listen to that shit. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, when I'm at the at the crib chilling, you know, you with a bowl, yeah, I'm, that's what I want to listen right. to. You know what I'm saying? So that's one of those things. So. Uh, that's a discussion I feel like we can get into for a a freaking podcast on itself so moving right along yeah Uh, (laughs) add to it yeah yo uh, speaking of Jay-Z did you guys hear that uh, Jay-Z DJ Khaled Beyonce track I not. I saw it and I was like, I gotta listen to it, and I just. Yo, I'm gonna be honest with you. The beat came on. I was like, this sounds like some trash from like '98 at first. Then Jay got on the track, yeah. and I was like, ooh. And then Beyonce got on the track, and I was, and she was even harder than Jay. Okay. I was like, oh shit. She was spitting or no? <laughs> she was singing. Just sing, spitting, uh, draking, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, you know. Right. Uh yeah, I, it, it's dope. You guys haven't checked it out. It's actually a a real decent track. Um, What's it called? Do you know? No idea. Khaled, some DJ. Yeah, that's right, it. Yeah, it's 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 awesome. Um, another so one of the things I can say next kind of segment I want to move into is uh just kind of current events also in the combat sports world. Man, this past week was kind of nuts with a lot of stuff going on in uh all sports. Man, boxing and man everything. But I think the biggest. Um, news of the week was uh, Canelo Alvarez failing a piss test uh, you know the fight they people don't believe is in jeopardy uh, first piss test he's ever you know he's ever pissed hot for or should I say failed the steroids test or uh, a PED test not steroids test uh, some sort of PED test um, what do you guys think Think about that now because I'll get into my point in a moment but what do you guys think yeah I, th- I thought it was interesting because wasn't he the one that was really pushing for these tests yeah and put, he's the one that yeah. said like, he signed him up for it and mm-hmm. I think he's paying I don't know if he's paying or not but he's yeah. a big proponent of it mm-hmm. so the fact that he you know popped but then you you find out what it's for and why and some other athletes were doing it it makes it a little it makes it a little kind of sketchy not on his part but on, on the part of the you know the Mexican athletes and what they're going through with the meat yeah so I don't know you kind of yeah I thought it was I. this is this. let me go through the stages I, I saw it I get the alert Canelo fails the test I'm like <laughs> my first sent me a text my first instinct <laughs> is like fuck yeah <laughs> you know what I'm saying because yeah. then that obviously Triple G's management doesn't fuck around they'll yank that shit in a heartbeat mm-hmm. um, so I was like first thought was like damn this might affect the fight then I hopped in the link read the story I think the things that jumped out at me was it was a voluntary test it wasn't like they pulled up on him and he he pissed dirty he was going to take his regular test it bounced back then to piggyback off what you said it's the the meat it's happened to a couple athletes down in Mexico Mm -hmm. the fact that he Immediately said, "Yo, we're gonna move the camp to the United States ASAP." Now, mm-hmm. I think that was big. He continues to say how he'll take any test, anytime, every day, whatever. Yeah, I think that's big. The big tell for me was that it was a voluntary test that he was going to take. You don't test dirty 
on a voluntary test. That's yeah. legitimate. In yeah. other words, you yeah. don't do that unless you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. yeah. So, unless, you're, yeah. unless you're John Jones. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's diff- that's a whole different story. Um, but, so yeah, say, I think it was a, month, a bunch about nothing, really. Yeah. I, I, I'm with you guys. Uh, I don't. I don't think this is a deal. I, I don't think we should even pay attention to this story. I think the people are going to jump onto it, latch onto. It. I think Triple G fans are going to really like latch onto it. I'm already saw uh, backlash. Yeah. Like, it, it. I think this is something, and you could even tell by Triple G's reaction to it. He was real chill. He was like, look, I think it's cool. You know, it's whatever. Fortunate um, it, it happens the first week in March and not like April 26th. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Now, one thing I will say, all you other fighters that Canelo put the thumpers on way back in the day, shut your mouth. <laughs> Seriously, you got Liam Are Smith. They oh, dude, Liam Smith, who Canelo destroyed, oh, is like, I need oh, my belt right. back. Oh, I should be undefeated. On, still, dude, he worked you out. He did steroids didn't help him beat you up. No. Beat you up, man. His skills, he said, as a boxer, his skill set is better than you. It's kind of like the Barry Bonds thing. Yeah, <laughs> Yo, he Barry Bonds. He hits a baseball regardless. He, you know what I mean? Boxing skills are better than you. Yeah. So all these other athletes, and I always hate that. Something happens, let the entire story come out before you start running your mouth. Yeah. It's yeah. ridiculous, and especially after a dude, who, especially that. a dude who beats you up. Right. Don't sit here, cause then you just come off like you have sour grapes, man. Yeah. You look like you're crying. You look like, act like a little kid, man. Suck it up, figure out what happened at the end, and then if you actually probably heard the rest of the story, you'll realize that, like you said, it was a voluntary test. You don't piss hot if you're trying to do something voluntarily. Come on, people. Yeah, no, that was a bunch about nothing. The, the, the I went from panic mm-hmm. to let's see what this is about to about the ten minutes after I saw the, the from ten minutes after the panic, I it wasn't even a story. It's a non-story. Right. right. So yeah, that's that's nothing. Um. The other one was uh, I have I'm Bryson. I want you. I'm gonna let you uh, bring this one up. Uh, but this is something that you and I have spoke about off camera a lot. Um, Sean, I think you probably know I feel this way. Anyways, I've had a I, I feel a certain way about Brennan Shaw. Um, I am a fan of his. I listen to his show weekly. I'm not gonna lie about that. Um, he has really really good insight and hot takes on the sport. He also runs his mouth more than he needs to. He also talks out of his ass a lot of times. I know he's trying to be funny, but he has to understand just because we call you Big Brown doesn't mean you're a brown guy. You, you, you're, the hey, things right, that he right. says, man, he he tries to teeter the line too much with some racial shit, and he needs to start checking himself a little bit more. So uh, he had an issue with somebody, but uh, Bryson, I want you to talk about this. Talk one. about that. Yeah, so, uh, you know, you, we watch UFC tonight every Wednesday, and it's, a lot of times it is a mostly black cast. You got Tyron Woodley on there. You got Eve Edwards. You got Rashad Evans every now and then. Um, Karen Bryant, who's the best in the business, what she does. Um I, I agree with Shab that sometimes they don't do the best analysis. Besides Whitley, I think Whitley's great. Sometimes they're not so great, but it's not a race thing. He came in and said, "What's going on here? Uh, what's going on here, uh, Fox? We get it. You're not racist. You're not racist." And he said it at the one time there was a <laughs> cast of all black guys. Yeah. Yeah. So when you say that, you already sound like an asshole. All right, continue. Yeah, no, that that's really what it was. And so Eve Edwards got got. Obviously, Twitter in the Twitter world, he got notice of this and said, "Yo, what's this about?" And Brendan Shaw 
he just tried to uh, basically tried to save face like he always does and said, oh, no, no, we're cool, we're cool. I didn't mean anything like that. You know, I respect you guys. I respect everybody on that cat, on that set. Eve Edwards like, well, who are you talking about? If we are, if some, if we're not doing our job and it's not race, because he ended up saying that doing, somebody wasn't doing their job, they're right. not giving great insight. Right. That's what you, I think he, that's the point he was saying. But I'm sorry to cut you off. No, no, and, that, and that's really what it was. It kind of went, it went from the Brendan said this, Eve said that, and then Brendan went on a show and said, "Oh, we talked. We're friends. We're cool." I'm paraphrasing. We're cool, but uh, you know, Eve he gets a little emotional sometimes, and. You know, uh, Man, he started he talking. He got on the show and started what talking spicy. Was, what happened was he, his insecurity show because he was. It wasn't about race. It was about if he was good enough or not. And Eve said, "Oh, really? I ain't your friend. We ain't ever talked." This dude screenshotted their text message uh, back and forth, put it on Twitter, and just aired. You know, <laughs> yeah, put him out the there. Shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I just at the end of the day, again, I think Shaw's one of the best in the business. I think he he. He's one of the good guys in terms of talking about the sport and making the sport a bigger, you know, bigger sport for everybody, you know, to bring it to the masses. But he needs to, to watch himself, man. I, I think he puts his foot in his mouth more than most. Joe Rogan doesn't put his foot in his mouth that often, and Joe Rogan talks talks more often than he does. You know what I'm saying? So He'll he call needs, people out on their bullshit. Absolutely. more with Brennan, I think. He do, I, I think, he does, yeah, he, he does to an extent, but I, I really would like to see him call him out on this shit. Yeah. Um, do you have any more thoughts on that one? Yeah, I mean, I've heard him. The only time I've, I've I don't watch the Wednesday weekly. I've heard him on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast. Um, he gives some interesting takes. I've never heard him. I don't listen to him enough to know how borderline he can get. But you know, he's at the end of the day, he's kind of he he's a he's a he's a say it with your chest. Yeah, he's say a, it with your he's chest. A meathead, he's a meathead <laughs> fighter that has has been blessed enough to have a mic in front of him, and you know. Yeah, hey man, the racists always or the bigots always they'll come. It comes out eventually, whenever it does or when it does or it'll pop out and you'll you'll look and you you keep it to yourself. But you know the real deal. Yeah. Um, look, Charles, we just want you to do better. That's all we're saying. Just be do truthful. better. Be, be, truthful, be truthful. Be true to yourself. But you gotta do better. And if you don't know something, just say I don't know. Damn. That's a big you have to. Just say, I you don't know. To, I'll get back to you. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Let me get back to you. Yo, um... So, uh, with the big fight, boxing fight this past weekend, uh, a whole lot of boxers in the house. It was in Brooklyn. Um, two of our favorites, uh, Danny Jacobs and our, you know, prospect, not prospect alert, Jamal Charlo, uh, kind of got into it, you know, post-fight. Um, had some words back and forth made me start thinking a little bit about the prospect of the two of those guys going at it what do you guys think about a Jamar Jamar Charlo Danny Jacobs fight I think it's a great matchup so as of right now who who would you have how would you pick it at this point I'm going to have to go Charlo because you know what we've seen from him I've seen, but the thing is, I like about uh, Jacobs is we've seen him in a war. We have, yeah. We've seen him in a couple. Yeah, we've wars. seen him in a couple wars. You're right. Whereas Charlo, we've seen him just dominate motherfuckers, dominate. So that's interesting because will will he bring out the best in Charlo? 
or we get to see a stand-up war and see, you know, we can see that Charlo can go through that those things and come out on top. Right, right. Yeah, shout out my boy Chris. He loves Danny Jacobs, um, so he would kill me if I said anyone but Danny Jacobs. <laughs> um, but on another note, or on the same note, if you haven't seen a fight at Barclays, you should try to see one. I saw a Lemieux at Barclays. Yeah. Four years ago now, three, four years ago. Yeah. Easily one of the dopest sporting events yeah. I've ever attended. It was to. it was a great fight. That was when Lemieux was was a little bit of a problem. But yeah. Lemieux's still a problem. Yeah. It's just they've been giving them to people who are just bigger, bigger problems. problems. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's that's very true. Um I honestly think if they went at it um, right now, you guys know how I feel. My money will be on uh, Charlo. Um, his main training partners are his twin brother, who's a problem. You Errol told me Spence, about those guys a yeah. while ago. Oh, dude, I've been on them boys for a minute, man. Yeah. Um, Errol Spence Jr. is another one of his sparring partners. Eris Landi Lada is another one of his sparring partners. So if he's at the top of his game and he has to work with all these dudes, I know he's been in wars. Yeah. So right. I, I have no doubts that he can deal with anything. So Danny Jacobs, I think Danny Jacobs is too stiff of a boxer. He is strong as he is. He's very mechanical. He's very robotic in there. Um, granted, you guys know my money. We talked about this before. I thought he beat Triple G. I don't care. I'm, yeah. I'm going for the American black guy. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> you know, but uh, but it, it's definitely one of those things that between the two, both big middleweights. Uh, I think Danny Jacobs still probably uh, bigger, a bigger guy. Both big middleweights, both have dynamites in their fist. I think Charlo has, hes I think he's a little bit more dynamic. And the fact that he's a little bit more dynamic, a little bit more explosive, I think he i think he wins probably like 10th round KO. Yeah. Yeah. As of right now, we'll see how, if it ever happens. We'll see if, you know, what, you know, if it actually ever eventually materializes. But if it did, that's how I think it would end up going down. Um, the next thing I had to bring up, and I can, we kind of touched on it a little earlier, but uh, Chris Cyborgs versus Amanda Nunes seems like it might end up being the next big fight. Uh, who you guys got if it wins right now? I think we were pretty much already said Cyborg, yeah. right? Yeah, Cyborg. All right, boom, moving on. Yeah. Cyborg knocks her face Different off. Different cool. cloth. Yeah, man. I, and, and again, I just don't see... Who's who's a contender for Cyborg? Who's a contender for Nunes? That's true. The number one contender is home in both, probably. Yeah. Number two is Raquel Pennington. Come on. She no. should walk through Raquel walk Pennington. Through. Absolutely yeah. walk I through will Raquel say, Pennington. Though, real quick, that girl uh, that beat Casangano. I didn't she, expect that. She might. Uh, she's, she's gonna be a problem in the future. Yeah, yeah, she needs a couple more. Um, I think Cat is just. Um, I think unfortunately, I think it might just be be it for her. Man, I think her time might have come and gone, and uh, you know she just has t- too many injuries, too big layoffs. It, it, it sucks, but I mean that's kind of the case. Um, I want to touch on. Uh, we talked about a little bit being in the show. Max Holloway and Conor McGregor have been going at it on Twitter, and I love it. Um, because you know McGregor just had this like Burger King spot. He said, "Now nah, I'm the king of chicken" or something like that. And uh, Max Holloway clowned him for it. Yeah, he's yeah. <laughs> so uh, I I love me personally. I love it. I love the back and forth. I love that Max is actually one of those dudes that like he won't. 
he does he won't say nothing until you fuck with him and then he just keeps going at you he's almost dude oh he's sensitive to that stuff yeah in an entertaining way yeah i love max holloway big ups to max holloway i think if they fought just like the other guys i talked about would knock mcgregor's face off too it's another dude is another he'd wreck him they they fought again so yeah uh what do you guys do you like the beef good beef bad thing yes no Always good. Always good. Yeah, we love this type good. of stuff. I, I would say I wish Max was a little... I wish he would take the... Initiative? Product, yeah, the product right on it instead of just reacting. I kind of like it, though. I, I because it. because I what, it, what it shows me is, like, I, I won't be bullied. Yeah. That, that's how I feel I like about it. it. If he's like, And then he keeps coming with it, yeah. too. Because he didn't have to say anything about the, uh, the Burger King that's stuff. True. That was on his own. That is true. That's he, true. You're right about yeah. that. Yeah. And McGregor right. hasn't said shit back yet. <laughs> Cause he got you gonna say you said I'm the king of chicken, yeah, yeah. He's like, give me them two strips, yeah. So I love it. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? I love yeah, it. that's good. I love it. Um, I I can't wait to see. I'm like, man, that slander. You, man, I still can't believe all that slander you gave Connor. They <laughs> stay. How soon they forget, G? True. Hey. How soon I they know, forget? Hey, that boy. I don't that's care. That's a bad I, man. I, I, Dude, I'm not back, saying. I'm not saying he's not a bad man. I think that he's great. I yeah. just don't think he's as great as everyone tries to make it out to be. I think I think Lee we need to get... What was that? I, I even think Kevin Lee gets... I think Kevin Lee might get his face knocked off. I know. Kevin Lee might get his face knocked off. Yeah, but you got to get there. Yeah, because Kevin Lee's stand-up is suspect at best. <laughs> oh, um, if he works on it, which he can, yeah. he just needs to get improved. But, in, but if his stand-up doesn't get better, he gets his face knocked off. Uh, last thing I want to get into, um, just a little bit of grappling... Uh, Gary Tonin, one of the best, uh, if not the best, jujitsu practitioner in the world. Um, he oh. comes out of uh, Henzo Gracie's uh, New York. Uh, he has now made his transition into MMA. So he's going to end up fighting um, in one championship in Japan. He said he went that route as opposed to just trying to jump into the UFC because he said he actually wants to get some rounds under his belt with some actual fighters before he tries to jump in with the big boys, which I I actually appreciate. Yeah. Um, I, one, uh, I know you know a little bit about Gary Tonin. I don't know if you do or not, but uh, what do you guys think about the way he's making that path? How his choice instead of just jumping in with those guys, kind of going to small organization and building himself up. Uh, I think I think it's great, especially given the conversation we kind of had about you know how can other organizations compete with the UFC? Yeah. Do something like this, you know, but it takes the fighters making that decision for themselves. He could go to the UFC. But he wants to get some rounds under his belt. He wants to make a name for himself. One FC, I mean, Ben Askren has been there for years. He just retired yeah. too. I, I, man, I'm so sad. I'm so salty. Ben Askren never fought in the UFC. It's just awful. Did, did you see GSP's interview on <laughs> MMA Hour? Uh, I haven't heard it right, yet. Yeah, no. I'll get I'll to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, I like it, you know, because he goes in there, wrecks shop. Now the people are talking about that a little bit. Now you do have that crossover. Now I'm coming over to the UFC. What's gonna happen? So. Yeah, I like it. No, that's the, what, do you, what do you think, man? Yeah, man, don't pull up to the show till you're ready. You yeah. know what I mean. So if you yeah. gotta go fine tune somewhere else, do that. Make sure you're ready. It's one of those. If if he felt like he was ready to go to the UFC, he would have went straight there. Yeah, he exactly. he wants to he wants to tune some things up and and get some experience under his belt. Absolutely, it's a, it's very thoughtful and uh, something something other athletes should probably look into. To be honest, yeah. Cool, man. Well, hey, gentlemen. Um, I don't think we have anything else on the agenda, man. Uh, anything just in closing? Um, do you guys want to touch on and want to talk about? 
I don't have too much. Just that this Conor McGregor slander is wild. I I wasn't expecting that. I don't care. I got to okay. see it. <laughs> I can't wait for I'm a, I'm a, to I'm gonna stand on my conviction. <laughs> if he if he comes back, I think he will come back. But if he comes back, I think the guys he has to fight are a stylistic problem for him. You have that's always so underrated in every sport in the world is styles. Yeah, styles make matchups. Yes, it's all it, that stuff seems to always fall by the wayside, especially with the general public, people that don't really know what they're talking about. I guess that right. that's usually what happens. But yeah, man, style and, and different type of matchups for basketball, football, fighting. Yeah, it's, it's big. It's major. I'm telling you, that's the only thing. The guys who he ended up fighting against have iron chins. Have don't get hurt. Don't get tired. Don't get tired. And then when de- they he yeah, definitely gets and he tired. gets tired. And then when I've never you, seen somebody get so tired. As a matter of fact, dude, I'm t- I'm telling you. Yeah. So that's the thing. You have and then if they get you on the ground, dude, we've seen him on the ground. And not to mention, hey man, it's it it's hard to go to the gym when you're sleeping in silk sheets, man. Right. Come no, on, yeah, man. Yeah, that's true. Your yeah. boy, boy, you walking around hanging out with Donatello Versace. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, man. No, that's you true. know what I'm saying. And these guys are still, no, dude, could be about their wrestling bears and shit. That's the. It's just like it's one of like what I was saying before. Is there's just some guys like you don't want nothing to do with, mm-hmm. man. like, and you could just those you could just dudes. tell those yeah. are those dudes. You don't Connor, want nothing to do with those guys. Connor is a smart dude too. Oh yeah, he sees this, those boys on the horizon. He saw that. But man, he he, it's there. one of those things though that he needs to get them now. Before they get that championship swag, you get that championship swag. That's a different beast. And not only they have that. Again, they're 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 still working. They haven't stopped working. Fighting each other. Yeah, and, you know and they're about dude. That fight's Iron in a month. That fight's next Iron. month. We we yeah. I can't wait. We'll we'll have I a big breakdown of that, that. One. dude. Straight up. <laughs> oh, it'd be crazy. Uh, Real quick, I did want to shout out a couple fighters. Not a couple, but one, Derek Lewis, one of our favorites. He uh, is at Francis Ngannou's head again. <laughs> he, said, uh, yeah. he wants to fight him before Ngannou turns 50 on us. So, because <laughs> we don't know how old that boy is. Straight up. Uh, it doesn't seem like Ngannou wants to fight Derek Lewis, man. I don't think he wants He doesn't think he wants those problems? I don't know. I mean, Ngannou's a beast. I would love to I see like that Derek fight Lewis, because man. we all know there's going to be no grappling involved. Nah, nah slinging. Slinging and banging. You just going to be slinging. H-Town, baby. Slinging and banging. Yeah. H-Town, baby. <laughs> H-Town, baby. <laughs> Everybody from Everybody from Houston says that. H-Town, baby. H-Town, baby. said that in the ring, I died laughing. H-Town, baby. the most entertaining. And again, he's... One of those perfect examples. Dude, yeah. He's one of those guys that the best social media page, the best. He has a great style of fighting. You know, he just it's live by the sword, die by the yeah. sword. They don't. They have. They don't. And he's he's out there saving people in the you streets during during the hurricane. He had a fight in like two weeks. Yeah, and he was out there picking people <laughs> up and saving lives. They're not pumping these guys, man. So that's what we want to do, man. We want to go ahead and give shout outs to everybody. Um, I want to make sure again, uh, give a shout out to our prospect alert uh, of the week, uh, Ryan Garcia. Please go check that kid out, man. He is a monster, superstar in the making. Yeah, man. Um, gentlemen. Uh, thank you guys for showing up, Sean, my dude. Thank you, yeah, uh, guys. Please go check out his uh, podcast, Bryson. As always, my brother, I appreciate you. Yeah. Um, and guys, this is uh, episode four of the Fight Podcast. Thank you guys for listening.